Hello! Welcome to the Moms Are Not Alright podcast. It's the start of baseball season and soccer season, and we just had Easter celebrations yesterday, so I'm feeling a little tired this lovely Monday morning. (laughs) I posted in my local mom's Facebook page last week, seeing if anyone wanted to come on the show and talk about a passionate project or an area of expertise they would love to share with local moms, and I got a bunch of great responses. And honestly, I would have never thought of talking about some of the topics if it wasn't for those messages. So I feel really excited and grateful. And I am sure once I get the episodes out there, you dear listeners might feel that way too. More to come on that when I figure it all out. For those of you who don't know me personally, I have a 9 to 5, 40 hour work week that takes up most of my day and now sports are consuming my nights so I'm moving at a snail's pace with everything else in life until like the end of June but I am committed to getting you some guest episodes with really helpful knowledge and perspectives in the next couple months. This week I wanted to talk about something really heavy on my heart lately. You might have heard my episode on middle school bullying and if you haven't heard it yet this It's episode 7, titled Middle School Sucks, and as a warning, it's a little dark, and it talks about bullying and my middle school experience and how my family is being affected and approaching it, but going through that this year has really left me viewing life really in a whole new way. I truly mean it when I say I am like a changed person in the last couple months like this experience has caused me to look at my own actions and the way I treat people and the way I see people being treated and I don't know if it's the yellow car effect happening which is like you think of a yellow car then you start to notice more yellow cars because it's on your mind but bullying is definitely on my mind a lot more than I'd like lately And although I feel like it's easing up a bit on my son from a couple months ago, I'm starting to notice it so much more now, like in my life with the adults in my surroundings, like I can't unsee it. So today I want to talk about us, adults, mothers, fathers, grandparents, just not being super nice. And this is not me, like, talking down to you. I am not going to sit here and act like, you know, like accuse and act like I'm not a mean person. I'm talking to myself here. Like, my higher self is trying to rationalize and talk to and motivate my lower self. And lucky for you all, you just, like, get to hear it. (laughs) It's like a little glimpse into my brain because... As much as I hate to say it, I can be just as judgy and downright mean as the next person. And don't you worry, I will be giving you examples of my absolute shittiest moments. So on the agenda for today, I'll go over my experiences lately with adult bullies, why people bully, how can you react in a safe and effective way if someone's being a jerk, in my opinion, in my experience, 
and how sometimes our worst bullies are ourselves. And I have a whole new way I have been viewing people that I wish I could kind of stop, but I can't figure out how to. But I kind of don't want to stop because this new way of viewing the world and people has helped me so much become a little more empathetic and less judgy, not only with others, but also myself. And I'll share it with you so maybe it'll help reframe your thoughts too. And then we can all be nicer and all our kids and all the generations going forward will be a little nicer from this audience right here, single-handedly <laughs> shifting the trajectory. <laughs> a little optimistic there, but I don't know, not really, because I feel like I have a major impact on my world that consists all of four people. And anyone listening to this, I am sure has a major impact on their world. And I really do think we can all make our own personal worlds a little better. And I really feel like that makes everyone who enters our sphere around us a little better off too. So it's the start of baseball and the vibes of the kids on the baseball team, I feel, are not really on brand with what I try to promote and create in my little bubble of a world. And I've always felt a little unsure if sports were good for my kids, but I thought it was a nice way to get out, have them moving, socializing, maybe building confidence. But I feel like it's always given a little bit of uh, like toxic masculinity, we'll say. And I'm trying to kind of keep all these things from my kids, so I'm feeling conflicted. But I can't keep them from all the sucky people in the world. So I kind of just let my son do what he wants, and I just hope he's being the best he can be at that time when it's all like, you know, when the world around him is not really lining up with the things that I teach him. And we reflect and talk, and I hope that the influences around him aren't making a huge impact. It's a little too soon to tell if this, you know, if this is going to work out, but We'll see, I guess. <laughs> so this week after practice, my son got in the car and said to me and my husband, I don't know if I enjoy this. Like, I feel like I regret signing up a little bit. And we were like, whoa, what's going on? Because he's been playing since third grade and has never really reacted this way. And he said, you know, the boys all make super awkward sexual jokes. Like, they really aren't that kind and supportive. And the coaches are no longer taking it easy as, like, kids playing games. It's getting more serious. And, you know, they're yelling and they're kind of, like, embarrassing kids for missing the ball and stuff. So I don't know if maybe we just aren't the type of people meant for sports. You know, maybe we're just not in the right environment. And maybe that environment is, nor like, a normal way that sports people sport but to us sports are like just games like for fun so I'm kind of questioning like should we be there I don't want my son feeling like a fish trying to climb a tree like neither an environment I don't really think is wrong or bad I am just thinking it's not the right activity where he can really thrive so my son was saying like the coaches were yelling this time and 
kind of embarrassing them and my son didn't get called out but he's definitely feeling nervous about what he's seeing and experiencing and I don't think the coaches are bad people like I feel like they are coming from a place of pushing the kids to be better so I told my son maybe we give it a month and like maybe the kids will grow on you and you might grow on them and he does have a couple friends on the team which helped but um yeah my son tells me everything even when I feel like it's something he probably should keep to himself and I mean I create that environment like I don't shy away from any topic really there's very little I don't talk about and I just trying to remain neutral with whatever he tells me because I don't ever want him to see my reaction and perceive things as off limits to talk about with me in case he ever needs to talk about it or like needs serious help and instead of going to me he like goes to like a weird friend who won't give him good advice because that friend didn't make him feel inappropriate when he brought it up so I would I would hate for him to mention something to me and all of a sudden feel embarrassed or like he did something wrong when he's really not he's just learning about the world I never want to be like a source of shame for him like bringing something up so because of all that my son didn't really hesitate to tell me some of the things he was hearing from some of the kids and I don't know it was a lot to take in I've learned this year that teens are all kind of not the nicest or like they are all still very much in their own world and like not as aware and empathetic of others and I mean they are they all can be nice and empathetic I might be describing I might not be describing what I mean very clearly. So maybe I'll give you examples. So we give my neighbor a ride home sometimes from drama. And my son and the neighbor will like fight to the death over who gets the front seat. Although I will give them props. They worked out a schedule alternating who gets the front to eliminate the problem. But like when my sisters and I go out, we are all like offering the front to each other. We're like opposite, like fighting over who's giving the front away. <laughs> so I don't know. Or like when I go out with my sisters, I'll be like, what do you guys want to listen to for music? Or we are all talking. So the music isn't even a thought. But when my son is in the car with friends, they are all saying why their song choice is the best and everyone else's sucks. And then I have to get a cue of music going so everyone gets their song heard. So I'm learning tweens are not fully there yet with being considerate. And I really have learned to not hold it against them. Like they're just starting to life. But I feel like the things I hear from the kids at baseball are not in line with typical like tween angst. They sound very adult specific, like, and some of them are like honestly too witty for a kid to think up. And some comments can be really political or really sexual. And recently I read another mom's experience from my son's school. Her daughter, um, she's in the same grade as my son. They're both in student council together. But she had a comment made to her about living in an apartment versus a house. And I honestly have thought about that a lot like that feels like something a teen wouldn't inherently feel is less than unless maybe taught that or maybe even like not by a specific person but like subconsciously through 
society, like, small messages. I feel bad pinning it on kids. I really do. Like, they can only go off the information they are given, and they are looking around to figure it out. And if they have mixed signals, for example, being told to be respectful, but watching adults in their lives talk shit or not be respectful to each other, you know, there could be a little misunderstanding there. (laughs) Or watching YouTube and it's all adults trying to be snarky for views and entertainment and the likes and follows can kind of validate their popularity and kids can kind of think like maybe that's how I should be too. So even my son can be so rude sometimes like he has this one very sweet friend who I really value her existence in his life and just hope her kindness (laughs) rubs off on him more but they'll be talking on the phone and she'll say like how was whatever class today or like you did so good in chorus today and he responds but doesn't like reciprocate so he won't like ask how her day was back and stuff so lately I'm standing in his door like whispering him like coaching him you know like sitting there like I ask her how her day was back. That's so rude. And like my neighbor, the one we give a ride home from drama to sometimes, she'll get out of the car and my youngest and myself will say bye, see you later. I'm like, oh, wait till you get in the house to, you know, till I leave. And my tween just sits there, like doesn't even say goodbye. And I'm like nudging him, like say goodbye. You're being so rude. Then the whole two minute ride home, I'm lecturing him, like, how would you feel if someone didn't say bye? And he's like, I wouldn't care. And by the end of it, I can, like, feel my energy leaving my body, and he just seems annoyed. And I'm, like, questioning if I am just a people pleaser or if my concerns of his rudeness are valid. But it's a lot of work to make your kids nice, and I'm fucking tired. And I don't know if, like, other people are all over their kids like this or not um, because it's really exhausting, you know. But I hear a lot of people say, oh, so-and-so's good kids. They're so sweet. You know, people say that about my son sometimes, and I'm like, "Mm, are they, though? I, like, feel like having the notion kids are nice and good as the default so they don't really need you to drive that message home all the time. Feels risky to me. Honestly, my kids turning into Brock Turners is like my absolute worst nightmare. And I feel like it's just too big of a risk for me to just leave it up to them to figure out. Especially when they're like so impressionable in middle school. And then here I am throwing him into this bro land at baseball. And it all feels so counterintuitive. And I just hope... I'm not messing it all up, honestly. Like, I would just hate for them to be these, like, subpar men, like, ruining women's lives or, like, making women's lives harder, being these, like, bare minimum dads, me watching this all unfold, like, damn, I wish I put more emphasis on being kinder and, like, holding them to a higher standard for human decency. I always hear people say, I thought I taught them better than that, and I just want to avoid being in a situation where I look back and regret not doing more. So this whole, like, month of, like, being mean has been top of mind. And 
So I was kind of trying to figure out, like, why are people mean? Like, why? We all know we should not be. If someone asks you if you should be mean or nice, you most likely are going to say nice. And I feel like we all view ourselves as, like, the good guy, even if we might not be. And we all try to teach our kids to be nice. And the kids watch TV that drives home that you should be kind. But then everyone is still pretty mean. Like, even if it's not out loud. Like, why? And I'm calling myself out here, specifically. (laughs) So, the reasons that people bully, according to these Google searches I did this week is due to past abuse or childhood experience, self-esteem and self-confidence issues, abandonment issues, insecurity, obsession for control, enjoyment of the ill-gotten rewards. I don't know if I fully understand that one. And then lack of empathy, narcissistic traits, or mental illness. Reading this off feels really dark. Like, reading those things, I feel bad for anyone who experiences one or all of those things and I mean we all have to some degree so that's probably why we all do this at some point or even just like a little bit so without googling what I felt like I was seeing with bullying in middle school was definitely an insecurity thing I would tell my son like feel bad for them like they are hurting enough and scared enough to act out like that It's all very based on other people's views and opinions. And if you don't want to get bullied yourself, you need to either be so malleable and boring you can fit in anywhere or you do the bullying to seem cooler than others. And I feel like with adults, it's kind of the same thing except a little less intense and a less obvious. And I'm saying that based on times when I was younger where... I have said and done some pretty shitty things to either fit in or seem better than or if my friend didn't like someone, neither did I. We automatically had beef. Even if I didn't know them, I will talk shit about them. No real reasons usually. And I hate that I was this way, but it was a way to become like more established in the group. Like by being that way, my spot with these friends was solidified by this like weird loyalty and vice versa and I feel like I grew up with influences around me that were very critical and not very supportive just pretty judgy so I was just kind of that way too and I know it's wrong but it was like impulsive almost like I would think about it after and I feel like when you're like young people are more impulsive anyway but adults can still be too like if I'm in a gift shop I'll be thinking of all the things I need to buy or, like, justifying all these, like, trinkets, even though I really don't need them, you know? I also went to Catholic school, and I feel like that formed a bit of a lane. And if you go outside of that lane, it's not that good. And that's how I thought of the world, like, even after the fact. I was very quiet. I stayed in that lane and just tried to avoid any backlash or conflict. Like, that's how I approach the world and I didn't have anyone really challenging my feelings of jealousy or insecurity or my mean thoughts because most of the time I just didn't say them you know I was not a good communicator 
and the strict and critical environment I was in, like, didn't really allow for expressing your feelings and communicating. I never saw anyone say sorry or resolve a conflict. I only experienced shit-talking or cutting people off for whatever reason. So I didn't really have a great example around me. And they were all adults. So my little brain thought, well, if these you know, valid adults are doing it, like, that must just be how it is. And if someone said something mean to me, I wouldn't really say, why did you say that? That made me feel this way. I wouldn't give them any more chances. I would just avoid them for the rest of my life and then talk shit about them all the time. And this is my specific experience, but we all have, like, our own unique version We all have some experience. We all grew up and experienced life in some way that caused insecurities or have examples of trusted adults not acting in the best ways or maybe displaying kind ways of being that shaped you. But we all have ways of dealing with things that have nothing to do with the people on the receiving end of it. So I'm a recovering judger. I was the judgiest person in my 20s and I really have no like valid like there I was the last person that should have been judging anyone and I mean I didn't judge people all the time like if I knew you I might not be that way but if I didn't know you I would be I'd be the person judging the mom with the screaming kid in the restaurant when I didn't have kids and then when I had a kid I understood <laughs> a rude awakening And I kind of lucked out and I had a pretty well-behaved kid. He's smart, no major issues. He had friends, no real, like, alarms. And I just thought, hey, like, this is working. He's a good human. Everything I'm doing is the way. Then anyone who was outside of that way, I was like, what? Like, why would you do that? My kid doesn't do that. Then I had my second and I learned, like, kids are just different and circumstances are different and everyone is just doing their best and I feel like up until this year I would judge people for the dumbest reasons just different reasons like mm, super messy homes like they'd post selfies with like mess in the background or not being driven enough maybe just like Things that make no sense and that someone could easily say about me. And this year has made me realize, like, I do not know people's feelings and stories. And something that seems small to me might not to them. I really do think that way of being and thinking all comes from insecurity. Like, I have something to prove, you know. And growing up, like, in my 20s, I had to or I felt like I had to overly compensate my well-raised kid because he was in, like, a broken home. I had to work all the time because if I didn't, I didn't have money. And simultaneously, like, I had someone at my work call me a part-time mom because my son went to his dad's every other weekend. Even if that I really didn't think that, even if they really didn't think that and it was a joke, I was not secure enough at that time to hear that and like laugh it off. I also had other influences in my life that were very critical, very unsupportive. I felt 
abandoned and the ones dumping the responsibility all on me were like the meanest and most critical of how I was handling it and there I was like holding up my kid like no 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 like society and people in my life look it like my kid is good see I'm doing it and like I feel so bad for my younger self like and what she was going through and then I would like have that within me that like insecurity and then go out and move through the world with it and it would come out in ways that I didn't understand or even realize until the past like couple years really we all have stuff that's happened to us we all have something we want to prove we all have those people who can bring us down but it gets to a point where it's like all right enough is enough like how can I sit here and teach my son to be and act in a way that I myself am not even acting. And then the main thing that has switched my brain a bit is uh, I think my confidence, like I think just as I age, I get more confident, but removing myself from people and situations that drag me down or just like having ideas and implementing them and seeing them like have successful outcomes will build my confidence in my decisions and feelings. So the negative ideas or something I hear a lot is fear and it doesn't bring me down anymore or like make me question myself like it used to. I had the rug pulled out under me when I was young and it really had to start my, I had to start my life over from scratch. And being able to start again from a really low point is now an example of how capable I am to be able to figure out whatever situation I happen to be in instead of this like example of why I mess things up or like a source of shame like it might have been before. I'm also realizing like competition it's like hardly exists and it's so useless like being the prettiest person doesn't exist. Being super pretty guarantees you absolutely nothing. So why are we all like busting our asses to be that and looking at others comparatively when there's no prize to be won? And, you know, if you took 500 people and asked them who they thought was the best looking, it would all be different people. Like there would never be a winner. Or with friends, you can... You can't really like lose friends or have them taken from you. You find people that you want to be around you or that you want to be around and that want to be around you and you stick with them if you like them too. And if you drift from people, you drift from them and it is what it is. There's only so many people we can have in our lives, like enjoy them while they are there. We can't have endless friends and have them all be super meaningful. And then, like, popularity and coolness is just out the fucking window when you have a family. Like, nothing quite humbles you like having kids, in my opinion. There is no one winning coolest person ever. Like, it's a homecoming dance and the mayor is going to crown the coolest person in town. You know? It doesn't exist. And something else I've kind of realized is, like, no one can steal my partner. If my partner wants someone else, he needs to do us both a favor and go get someone else so I can have, like, so I can find someone who is obsessed with me, you know, who's all in with me and I can be all in with them.
Life is too short to not be with someone who makes you not feel on fire. Like, find them, and if the fire goes out, it goes out. There's no shortage of people. There's no shortage of fire. Like, there are so many women around my husband at all times. At work, there are more women than men. He goes to the post office, you know, often for, like, his eBay stuff, and who knows? There could be a super hot receptionist there he sees all the time. I wouldn't know. And, you know he was doing pickup and drop-offs with my youngest son at school while I was working before he started taking the bus. And I'm sure there were a bunch of hot moms there, like hot, attractive, interesting people are all around us at all points in time. If they wanted to leave, if they wanted to get to know someone, they could and they would at any time. So like, I'm around a lot of dads, like at sports, there are men at like the town volleyball, like No one can take someone without someone already, like, wanting to be taken. So it becomes something I can't even care about. It's too big. It's too much. There would be no controlling it and no real way to change it. So why even worry about it? I also feel like watching my son grow into an older kid has given me confidence. Like, no one can say I am a bad mom and change my belief that I'm a bad mom whereas it might have when I was younger. Like, at this point, I have too much proof under my belt that I am not, you know? I try to keep them happy and provide a safe home for them and, you know, try to keep them healthy, you know, emphasis on the word try for all of this. And if you are trying, you really can't fail too bad as a parent, I think, you know? Just try, that's it. That's all you have to do. No one can say or make you feel like you are less than if you are trying you know I've had people criticize my parenting family friends not friends but now it's like sorry haters but I can't hear you over these crazy ass baseball coaches yelling (laughs) like what you think I'm doing a horrible job raising my emotionally well-rounded tween you know it's been more silent with the parenting criticisms the past couple years from people in my life and I think it's because like they can talk all the shit they want but what they say doesn't really align with reality like my son is a good human and it can't really be disputed they would just look like liars or haters so now in my later years I approach mean people in a totally different way because of all of this and I always say to my son like people are being mean at school out of fear anxiety, self-preservation, insecurity, and I really do believe that I don't think people want to be mean or think of themselves as mean, and I tell him he really can't yell back or engage back because if someone is feeling those things, they're just going to feel it more and get more defensive if you give them, you know, the same energy they're giving you back. I always tell him to just, like, remove yourself and avoid them And I've been noticing that that's been the best option in my own life. So something about me, I have two really critical people in my life, very big haters, always got something negative to say, never anything good, never like you're doing a great job, but trust that they have a lot of negative opinions to dish out at any moment in time. And I can't remove them from my life, unfortunately, without really making things harder 
for myself and a lot of people around me, I used to try to like reason with them and try to have them see it from my perspective. I would try to stand up for myself. I would say, you know, this really hurts me. This is uh, what, you know, this is how you're making me feel. But it didn't matter. Like after a decade of this, it's like these people do not want resolution or to fix things. It's major projection happening and way beyond me. So now I approach them with the gray rock method. This is where you deliberately act unresponsive or unengaged so that an abusive person will lose interest in you. So abusive people thrive on emotions and drama. And when you act indifferent and don't show your emotions, they may lose interest and stop bothering you. So now I really don't chit chat. I don't small talk if I can avoid it. I don't ignore them either, you know, I'll be polite, but they're really not getting anything more from me than the absolute bare minimum. Like, there comes a time where you just have to accept people for what they are showing you they are and just, like, act accordingly. So, I just remove them, and in most cases, like, recently, over the winter, actually, one of them was texting me pretty awful stuff, which is absolutely not true and instead of giving them the energy back and like I could feel myself wanting to like respond and defend myself I just didn't I just let it go it's off in the air and the shittiness ended right when I decided to not dive into it where before I would have said something back and I would try to make them see it from my view and I would be in a text war all day and be so riled up And I wish it didn't take a decade of, you know, examples to learn that it's just not even worth it. They don't want to fix or mend. Like, they're insecure. They're projecting. It's way bigger than me. They have their own issues that I myself personally cannot fix. You know, they have to have a come to Jesus like I did this year. And I can't wait around for it. And so it's been a quiet, like year or so because I've been taking that approach I think so I wanted to share that method with you in case you have some people who are just like always so negative and awful but you can't really remove them like that method has worked for me so even with myself like I know I have been so mean and I'm sure people have backed away from me because it's obvious I was not a kind safe healed person to be around And no one could have said, hey, you're being mean or like have a fight with me. And that would be the thing that would change the way I was moving through the world. I had to make huge changes and have experiences on my own to learn from to make that come to Jesus decision on my own. Because if someone else said it, I might be defensive and get in that like self-preservation mode and like fight back. But I feel safe enough with myself that I can call myself out on my own bullshit and think about it and make a change. It really has been the only way. You have to like be so sick and tired of yourself to really make an impactful, lasting change. And I think not drinking has made me nicer too. I feel like drinking can cloud my judgment and can make me feel like I can say or you know, think things I normally wouldn't, 
or you know if someone else is saying things around me I might be more inclined to like laugh but if I drink every day then that's how I think and act every day that's how others and myself might view you know the real me like there's enough evidence after so long of doing that to prove that this is how I think and feel but now since that filter is removed like I feel a lot more clear and I feel a lot more myself than I probably ever have so this scenario has been haunting me lately now that I'm in my post-bullying enlightened state of life I went to a wedding not that long ago a couple years ago at this point maybe and there were some people there that I knew and we were standing in a little section all together and my husband and I broke away from our little group for a bit and my husband introduced me to some new people and they were super cool and all was good then we went back to our group again and the group was like roasting the fuck out of this person I just met who was super friendly and I have since spent time with them other than that night and I hate that I was a part of anything even like remotely mean involving that person but you know what I did in that moment when they were roasting her I told everyone off and stood up for this girl I just met that was really nice and made everyone feel like jackasses for being so mean. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I didn't do any of that. I didn't say shit. I probably laughed along if, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't really remember. And it was like about her outfit or something so weird and random. I mean, her outfit was unique, but I didn't even think it was, like, that unique. And then there was also this other girl there that had her, like, nipples showing through her dress, and that was also a lot of talk that night, too. And I don't know, it's just so weird that, like, grown people with, like, jobs and regular mundane lives were standing around making fun of girls' outfits and how they look, and I just, like, I fucking cringe when I think about it. Like, these women over here... They save people's lives as their jobs. They're living their best lives, like dancing on the dance floor, being drunk together, just having a good time. And meanwhile, this weird judginess is going on next to them. And it's just so gross to me. Like, then we all wonder why women have such confidence issues and obsess over how we look. Because I also don't remember hearing anyone, like, talking shit about how the men look. Just women. And I hate, hate, hate this, but I was probably laughing. Like, I was just probably sitting there, like, going along with it or pretending like I gave a flying fuck just to fit in. Like, maybe chugging a white cloth somewhere because I was anxious, you know? There was another event recently. I don't want to give too many details, but I guess it was in, like, a professional setting, I'll say. And I witnessed a boss, like, absolutely berate the person that works under them and I was so horrified I went to the person like the victim and I asked if I could say something to someone and looking back I wish I just did it because like I went to the victim in this situation and they were obviously a little nervous about it rightfully so and so whatever I let that go then I went to another person I trusted and They didn't want to cause waves, so they sort of talked me out of it, and I still, to this day, like, really regret letting it go. 
And there were like 10 of us that witnessed it, all adults, and not one person said anything, myself included. We all just like looked around in silence and accepted it. And then here I am listening to my son talk about people being mean to him. And I'm like, how is no one interjecting here? Like, how can kids say these extreme things to each other and get away with it? And it's like, hello, look in the mirror. I know exactly why. Like, they don't want to cause chaos and stress and make things harder for themselves. It's easier to just let it go. And it's been a really big wake-up call the past couple months. I'm having, like, an identity crisis over all of this. Which my husband witnessed something similar at his previous job around the same time. And he called the person right out then and there on the spot. And the person he called out texted him and apologized the next day. Which I thought was really nice and big of the other person. Like props to them for apologizing because that can be really hard. Especially if you have not seen people in your life do that a lot. And I feel like my husband kind of set the tone of like, this won't be tolerated in my bubble of space. And that person might be more conscious of it now, especially around him. So just trying to channel my inner Jared going forward, honestly, so that my bubble gets a little more safe for not just me, but everyone around me. Oh, and here's the absolute worst thing that caused me to really reevaluate everything and was like the real big push to like my new better self I'm hoping and so like I like I've legit lost sleep or sleep over like thinking about this and I took it out of my show notes and put it back like so many times because I'm honestly kind of nervous I can't tell you I don't know if you hear it in my voice but I don't even know if this person listens but I really feel like it needs to be said because I feel like it's easy to get into this scenario. So I made a friend due to like just mutual circumstances and they are a little awkward and I was like so weirded out by it at first. I did not know how to handle it. I didn't know if it was me or them and I would talk to my like main group of friends about it who are totally removed from like our realm of the world and the situation So I wasn't outwardly mean to them, but I would like have encounters with this new friend and then text my main handful of friends about it, like saying, oh my God, this is what happened today. What do I do? Like come to find out this new friend has a very common disorder that many people in this world have. And it's the cause of why they are how they are and I don't want to disclose too much it's not like my business to put out there not because I don't want to be roasted I feel like I deserve to be roasted on this but I just don't want to put other people's stuff out there um in case anyone knows who I'm talking about so jump to some random weekday after that my son comes home and says oh today at lunch I sat with the special ed kids and we played this game and while he's talking it really hit me like a bag of bricks like he's wah, wah, wah in the background and I'm having this like crisis and I just like realized the stark difference in how me and my son treat people who are different one plays games with them and the other one actually plays real games with them and I needed to really take a hard look at myself and I've always considered myself like not a bad person and I don't think people who do bad things sometimes are bad people. I don't know if bad people are even real. I feel like most of them can be redeemed and have 
had things happen to them to make them that way. And we all kind of inherently not great. And then we have to learn how to not be awful. But to me, I was giving some real bad person energy here. And it was a hard person. It was a hard pill to swallow. Which leads me to how this specific encounter and relationship and person has left me viewing the world with just kinder eyes. And take this for whatever it's worth. It's probably batshit Wild West of an idea, but it's how I'm weirdly viewing everything and everyone in my world that is like, I don't, it's just so weird. And that is that now I am currently viewing like everyone that I come in contact with or everyone that I have a thought about as a middle schooler. Everyone out here is trying to learn, trying to evolve, trying to do the best we can. So I read some Facebook statuses this week, which inspired my episode, and they were really triggering me. And these statuses were written by adults that I went to high school with. And one was talking about like fat girls messaging him and on like a dating app or something. And I just thought like, would you ever say that to a middle school girl? Like if you like as an adult heard or saw a middle schooler making fun of another middle schooler in that way, they would probably put a stop to it and coin one of them as not nice. But here they are as adults announcing it to the world, other adults, that they are being mean, they're being actual bullies, and people are like commenting on the status and laughing about it and encouraging it. And I saw another Facebook status about, um, they said like they'd rather die than be seen it with Crocs in public. And I thought like, what if that person writing the status saw someone, like a kid, being bullied by other kids over their clothes? It probably wouldn't be palatable to watch, but somehow they are getting a bunch of thumbs up on their status of like doing the same thing. It's like we participate in and watch scenarios all around us all the time that would not be acceptable to us and that we would correct as adults if kids were doing it. But for some reason, we watch adults doing it and it's okay. So now I imagine every mean thing I think, because unfortunately that happens sometimes. I wish it didn't. But how would I feel if someone was saying that thing that I'm thinking right now to my kid? probably not great I'd probably feel really sad for them like imagine the person you were saying something about as their younger version like would you ever say what you are thinking to them if they were a 12 year old girl like probably not like imagine yourself making fun of a child's looks or their quirks and you will feel like such a loser. <laughs> like, imagine telling a child doing the best they can they suck at school. Like, it would never happen. And unfortunately, I keep thinking mean stuff. Like, I'm not a perfect person. I'm working on it, and I'm not there yet. Sometimes I'll have fleeting thoughts, and sometimes I even say mean things without even realizing. Sometimes I think about it after the fact, and I think, oh, I hope I didn't sound like I was saying X, Y, Z, or man, I shouldn't have said this or that, so I can't even, like, imagine how many things I say that I don't even catch. And another aspect of bullying I'm trying to work on is really, like, how mean I can be to myself. 
like I will roast the fuck out of myself like my house my looks my accomplishment my job my parenting like I am going to bed at night reflecting on the day and be so hard on myself for about how productive I was my house being a mess not sleeping eight hours not going for a walk that day like I said I was gonna and I saw a reel on Instagram that said to print a picture from when you were younger and put it on your mirror so every time you say something mean to yourself you look at that picture and you realize you are saying that to her like your younger self like you are telling your 10 year old self she's not pretty enough you're telling your 10 year old self you're not successful you're a failure you're an embarrassment and honestly it had me crying the first couple days I had to take the picture down I like couldn't handle it it moved me so much and my self-talk has really changed like now instead I'm saying things like I know you're doing your best I know you're not good at this, but it's fine. You're not going to die from sucking at this task. You're meant to look like this. You don't have to change. The people around you will not treat you any better or worse based on how you look. They didn't then, you know? I would recommend everyone listening to try it and see if it changes the way you view people and the way, you know, you view the world. Anyway, I hope this got your gears turning. If you're like, wow, I didn't realize Lauren was such a bully. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) Um, But I'm working on it. And I just wanted to put this out there so people could maybe think about it in that way too. And work on it too. And we can just make the world way nicer for our kids. So I don't know what my topic's going to be next week. But um I got a list of stuff I'm thinking about, and I have some guests I want to reach out to. So I'm really excited for the future, and I just want to thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your help and support, and um, I hope you have a really great week at work. Talk to you later.